0: to Marvellous Pod. Uh, this week we will be talking about the 29th film, if I'm right, in the MCU. That's Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm Laura and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Matthew. Hi there. And Abby. Hello. So now I'm wondering, I have a bit of a sneak preview as to what both of you think about this film. <laughs> and so which do I go with first, the good news or the bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> given it's taken us five weeks to record about this since it's it came out, a lot out. of time to think about
0: this. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's start with the high. Abby. Abby,
2: what did you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really genuinely enjoyed this a lot. I've slightly given the game away, Matthew. What did you think?
1: <laughs> Way more thunder than love for this one. This <laughs> this was. I, I, looking back on my rating at the time I'm like yeah no this this film has a lot more problems and I thought this even when we were leaving like I, I think the same thing I thought with Doctor Strange 2 mm. this is not a film that will stand up to the scrutiny I give these films so <laughs>
2: <sighs> I think we're going to come back to that sentence scrutiny yeah And I just want to add in here that I I think it's interesting that you referred to Matthew as the bad news, because if I remember rightly, Laura, you were the person who came out and said, wow, no, what, this was bad. Um, And I was like, I liked it. And we both (laughs) waited quietly for Matthew. uh, And Matthew came out and went, yeah, it's all right. That's how I remember the story. So I agree that that scrutiny is certainly what we're going to do. But I think it's interesting because you came out with a kind of, huh? it wasn't all bad for Matthew mm, yeah, mm. not at the time mm. <laughs> but the time has not been kind perhaps no <laughs> <laughs> well I am
0: very much a story of two halves um, I actively hated it the first time I watched it um, but I had gone into cinema in a bit of a weird mood and thinking mm. oh this will cheer me up mm-hmm. and it did not uh, found it far too silly and just really super indulgent but then I decided I have to go and give it another chance uh, which I did, and I did chuckle a few times and found it was quite fun, but ultimately throwaway. So I'd mm. say I now probably sort of fit between the two.
1: Yeah, throw away is interesting because yeah, it sort of tells a story in here, but again a bit like some of the other stuff that we've seen. It's like, okay, this is now moving us on to the next thing and the next thing. Mm. And mm. So
2: I think that this is becoming the big question about marvel films of right now is what are they for mm-hmm. because i think i found sort of the the key to this in in the thought of remember when we had the avengers and they were sort of like almost the, the canon like they were the main cast mm-hmm. moving through this storyline and now we don't have that anchor to a main storyline we've got lots of bits that we've been super invested in in podcasts like this and mm-hmm. on twitter yeah. and, and so on And we don't really know what the main story is. So people are looking in Thor and Miss Marvel and trying to find something that perhaps it just isn't in this phase.
1: Mm. I don't know. Uh, And actually, even more than the Avengers and we're following the Avengers, it's the interaction with the Infinity Stones. Mm. Uh, Either setting up new characters or, yeah, we're going to come to something. And, yeah, it's sort of missing some Mm. of that. And what's? it's not like it's replaced it with anything. I, either That's either it. a new a new long story that we're going to follow on, or it's going to go. Actually, you're just going to get stories with these characters, but it's going to be really deep and really interesting. And you know, you're going to learn so much more about them and see them do things that push them to their very limits. And like, okay, no, that was Thor on an adventure. Cool, thanks.
2: It's saying there's mm. no common thread. You're not sure what the point of the film was. Perhaps. Yeah,
1: like if if this was a great film in in the way Ragnarok. Doesn't really have to exist in in most of the canon. Um, it is an exceptionally good film. It introduces new characters who are really good. Introduces new dynamics. Sets up Thor as a different character. Sets up some of the the whole MCU franchise to to go in a more comedic and fun direction. Um, this then goes. Oh, you really liked Ragnarok. Guess what? We've got another serving
2: a lot more of it yeah. but what i find so interesting is that i didn't really like ragnarok i thought so it was alright mm. i thought it, i i found some of the sequences and you know the things that had to be there i found them a bit tiring i found them a bit overdone or a bit underdone and i just mm. i didn't find it as satisfying or as funny as a lot of people seem to i thought mm. there were a couple of really good scenes but mm. it didn't wow me, like Guardians 2 did. <laughs> no. Yeah, but not everything can be Guardians 2. Not everything can, but soon it's time for Guardians 3, and that's going to be a long podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, I, okay, I, let's yeah. throw, it, throw it in here then. This film made very good use of the Guardians. Oh, of,
0: good.
1: Of, of, of all of the sort of interactions, cameos, extra people turning up in things, I think this was done very well. In the same way, to be fair, I think Thor Ragnarok does Doctor Strange very well. Very brief yes. cameo, but, you know, sort of useful Meaningful. and moves the story on. I, I like that they didn't get bogged down into what's Thor's place on this ship and how does it mm. work and so on. He has clearly built some relationships here. We've got cameos and these characters, they each get to say their line yes. that's kind of funny or doing their <laughs> thing. We have him and Chris Pratt having a thing going on there, which is interesting and allows mm. us all to have different ships going on. And then their paths diverge, and they can go off and have whatever their next adventure is going to be, and we get this adventure over here. I, I appreciated that. I enjoyed it, and it meant it wasn't just, this is a Guardians-Thor film in disguise as a Thor film.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was a bit yeah. worried. I mean, what was your interaction with the trailers like, each of you, before this? Like, how much did you know going in? I'd, I'd seen them a few no, times. didn't see any.
1: Because we've been to the cinema a few mm. times, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've heard them a few times,
0: but I have my eyes screwed <laughs> shut.
1: Fact, I can't remember
0: la la to I don't. Yeah, exactly. i tried the la-la-la and it's just not... That. I've tried headphones in playing a podcast at the same time. It doesn't work. It's still too loud. Um, but I find I don't retain as much of the... Yeah, okay of the trailer if I don't actually
2: look at it. So I asked because one thing I really liked about this was that the trailers didn't include anything really Mm. past the first 15 minutes of the film. I really appreciated that, and I hadn't expected that. So I had thought there would be a lot more Guardians in this, and I was a bit nervous about that because really I would rather James Gunn was in charge of that. Right. Um... But I agree with Matthew. I thought it was it was a good use. It was it was fine. It was almost like like we're dropping you off in your own film now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Go and play with the kids. Yeah. We'll be I, back.
2: I quite I quite it was like handing the <laughs> baton. Now it's your film. Yeah. Um and I felt like that kind of set some of the tone for it.
1: And it hopefully means Guardians Three won't have to deal with Thor as well. Yes.
2: Sure. Yes, which was something yeah. I had been a bit concerned about. because hmm. um, mm. I want that to be their story and it looks like it will be. Um yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, just not having any kind of major sequences spoiled mm-hmm. by the trailer. I just I thought was was a nice Marvel move, and we talked a lot about mm. my Marvel trailers and what they do and don't bring. Have yeah. uh, one more point about trailers, but that will be for later. Trail there. For trailer, the trailer comes later on
1: Marvelous. <laughs> so, so let's hit another thing from the trailers that came into this. Then there was quite a lot of Guns and Roses.
2: What was
1: there? there? There was a there lot was of three? Guns and Roses. They used songs quite a lot in mm-hmm. slightly on the nose ways in, in at least one of them. And, and we had a character who wanted to call himself Axel because it was the first name of his favorite, the singer yeah. of his favorite band, He's, and so on.
0: We'll wear a Guns and Roses t-shirt. I think he might even
1: wear, a, you know, maybe or, maybe. or or maybe Chris Pratt does or something, you know. Yeah, I found it a bit. Strange because it's like it's wearing the trappings of this meaning something, but again, it doesn't. It's just he wanted to have lots of Guns N' Roses references.
0: Well, apparently there was going to be a lot of more ABBA as well. But was there? A, was there any ABBA? I was as I was saying that I was just thinking, was there any? I was just thinking yeah, maybe, maybe they could be... meet the
2: holograms. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was meant to be that Thor thought this was really tough Viking music. Okay. And that was going to be the
1: tracks. Okay. I mean, reading I mean, a joke. Yeah. Cracking.
0: And that's a and great yeah. joke. I did like end. I did like the ending. I
1: enjoyed the ending as well. I loved the move from Led Zeppelin in general and the Immigrant Song specifically. Because the, I mean, the Immigrant Song is about Valhalla and Path mm. to the Dead and so on. And it is absolutely the perfect song to include in the Thor film. And it's used exquisitely well. So, I think it's you know. overused And it's one of my favourite songs So like, it's quite exciting to see it there I also love the Guns N' Roses songs they use in here But it was just Oh we really want to have lots of Guns N' Roses going on Without it meaning anything Or I, I, I don't know I just I, I wanted it to be
0: I think there was a lot more music in it to start with And then just bits Because they chopped so much of this film Right. So we've got massive cameos That Peter Dinklage, Lena Headley Is that right, Lena Headley? Lena Headley
1: uh, what would she um, have been?
0: W well, we don't know. Fascinating. But um and Simon somebody. Simon Trevor Russell. and Simon. No. <laughs> 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 Although if any director was gonna do it, yeah, I'd probably yeah. would put that down to R O T T. Uh no. Tr- Simon Russell something, something. He's got one line, but he had a bigger part.
1: Mm uh,
0: because it was, um, well, I don't know if the studio mandated or if Tiger said he wanted it to not be more than two hours. And okay. I think it really should have been a bit longer. Than, yeah, two hours, 15, I think could have made quite a bit of difference. Mm.
2: Um, I did appreciate yeah. that it whipped through. I will say I, I, it was choppy. I So I think the thing that really shapes this for me is that this film is a told story. And I think that, I mean, I love that as a framing for for anything. I love it as a device. I really enjoy it when you have an unreliable Hmm. or just a plain odd narrator for something. I think it moves in and out of that a bit um, and it's loose with it. But I really like the way that that works. And I think that it allows the choppiness to hang together in a way that it wouldn't if it wasn't that kind of film. I also think that it made some people really disassociate from the film. Because the first things that I saw well, before I went... To, and I think I want to say it on like the second day. I, I saw mm. a few friends just like... The thing that people said the most that really confused me was... Taika's completely lost it. He's completely lost the plot. What has happened? And and these were not people who were, who were mm. given to being super critical. But they were really like, this is a mess. This doesn't work. And I now i can understand not liking something but i do think it works i do think it's a film and i wonder if it's just that i am really accommodating for this kind of of storytelling and i just felt like it's in a particular tone it's a specific type of thing it's intentional and it's not for me a mess it's a lot of things but i don't find it messy i find Hmm. it
0: I I think tone tonally I think it is messy. Interesting. And I think that's one of the reasons yeah. that it doesn't land land. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I had a lot of fun with it the second time. Well no, I had a moderate amount of fun with it the second time. Um but still those emotional uh emotional scenes did not land with me at all. Okay. You know what? I'm you know, I'm a weepy one. And particular characters so I care about and I care about Jane and Thor as a mm-hmm. as a couple. Um and then getting back together, nope, nothing. And then and then I mean there are a number of pretty emotional scenes there. Didn't really affect me at all. Um, and I think it is because of this the the tonal balance he's trying to bring in this film. Mm-hmm. So that you have the very um arch is arch the right word? That's not the right word, so it depends what the rest you... of the <laughs> sentence is. <laughs> so where you have the high comedy and and, and you know, joke, 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 joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and and particularly undercutting things with a joke, then that seemed to be like the the first, I would say, half of the film, and then to try and lean into heavy scenes, you know, mm-hmm. a major character dying, and 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 um, and that that all of the things around, you know, him having found love again, but then losing it. But that was okay because it's better to have love than and lost and never lost before. Yeah, better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. But I just it just meant that, I, I don't know if I was kind of waiting for the undercutting, because we'd have that so much at the beginning, mm. but it just it just meant I was not in the right mindset then for the, the later stuff, which I would have really liked to have, have felt.
1: It, it's the undercutting that I think is my biggest problem with it. In, in a, you know, making something funny. Taika Waititi is a funny director. And, mm. and when you look what, what we do in the shadows is I think one of the funniest things that's ever been put on film it is for me up there with Airplane in, in just how much it yeah, looks love it. fine and Thor Ragnarok for me works because it does exactly what good comedy does it subverts and inverts your expectations you know Thor and Marvel in general up to that point had been fairly serious definitely on the Thor end of the spectrum taking itself mm. very seriously very pompous so for us to suddenly have every moment someone doesn't take him seriously, something goes wrong, someone plays down. Actually, he's now not the most powerful thing. And as well as a quippy villain who is quite fun and self-assured in a way we hadn't quite had before. I, I, it, it'll work for me. This film then does the same thing again. Of, oh, we're going to undercut moments and, and have comedy just throw... Something happens, someone makes a joke about it. Something happens, someone makes a joke about it. And no one quite seems to take anything as seriously as they should it's now not the comedy it's just the state of affairs the the way to make this mm-hmm. funny would have been to whatever you're delivering on this to invert it or subvert it so you know thor starts trying to take everything as more fun but actually it needs to be serious and he now needs to do it and people are undercutting it because they're now overcutting him <laughs> effectively
0: i think for me it's because it affected the stakes so much mm. so like when the the kids are all kidnapped And yes, there's an immediate reaction from some of the parents. You've you've got some parents crying in the village hall or whatever it is.
2: But our main characters are all quipping together. Mm.
0: You just think oh, oh.
2: But that's where I give it the room because this is a told story. So you're one audience removed from this. Yeah, And and that's where I I really appreciated this film because it's central storyline. I mean, if you know me and particularly my wife, neither of us like an illness Mm storyline, specifically Mm -hmm. not ones like the one in this film. And for me, this is the only way that story could have been done that I could not just watch, but engage with. And I absolutely loved the way that this wound through that. I'm really engaged with some frankly very very difficult philosophical conversations which if you are at all involved in that kind of thing are probably pretty tough mm. things to try and engage with at all and and a lot to put in your just conceptually so much to put in mm. your superhero movie and I think that if you have the sort of space to to not worry about that or to, to not be affected by that um you know it's kind of what you bring to it as well, I think, and mm. I bring an intense amount of stress and, and anxiety around stories like that. So I I just think a lot of people seem to gloss over those things or, or to not be affected by them, and I think to an extent you bring your own effects. Mm, so mm-hmm. I think the level to which that, that works probably varies enormously. Can I say the thing about the trailer? I was going to say now, thing as we're now okay. talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about this thing. I think they should have pointed out that this is going to be a cancer storyline in the film and i know i know at least two people who went to see this for fun and had just a devastating experience and i feel really really sorry for them and i think you know it's not it's not even a trigger warning thing it's this is this is the plot of this film i mean i knew it was going to be there because i've seen the comics i know Mm -hmm. mighty thor Mm -hmm. know how this happens and and i decided to engage with that and and put some faith in taika but i Know people who just were so traumatized in the cinema, but then couldn't leave because they were like, "Well, like I can't go through this now," mm-hmm. and that's we, a
1: lot. We we had some of that. It was triggering for things we have been through, um, mm-hmm. and and I wish I had no more. What was going to happen? This definitely should have had some sort of media content warning somewhere. We have also warned other people that would have taken their yes. uh, their children. Who have been through this very experience with their original mother? So, like,
2: yeah.
1: you know, the target uh, audience for this are, uh, will include people who have been through it, and I think I, I think it's really poor on their their part to have not made it more obvious what was coming.
2: Even just a scene or two in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is a spoiler that you should have. Mm. Yeah, and
0: I don't think it spoils.
1: No, because you, you, you learn about know it that. So quickly. I don't think it spoils. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think my take on it would b- be more, instead of a a content warning, is don't try and tackle this subject in your
2: jokey superhero well, movie. Mm. Whereas I, I like that it's there because it's a huge Marvel storyline. And, and again, I think the tone is the only way I can go through this. It's not the heaviest comic in, in all the land. It's a mm. really serious Story, but I think it is fine to tell it this way, and I I think that the weight in the storytelling is no less. Even though the film is jokey, I think the dialogue, mm. I think the writing is really thoughtful. I am happy to for anyone to disagree with that because again, I think what you bring mm. will really change how how you are affected by this. But I felt it was doing its best to tell this person's experience, their story, their Ooh. choices, and their agency is enormous. And that is really yeah. rare in a story
1: like I, this. I, I think in some yeah. ways it's the uh, the fact that it is actually just stage four cancer that she's suffering with, and it's a very human thing. In In a world of Marvel particularly, it, it almost belongs more in the DC thing, because Marvel do things through allegory in in what they do with the X-Men and different stories and, and, and how people are treated. And, and in a world of space magic and infinite power and all of this sort of thing, it's a very ordinary story, a very human story. I don't, I don't know the right word for it, but it feels like something they could have done as, oh, it's a hangover from her time with the Infinity Stone in her doing something, and, and, you know, almost make it the parallel so you can understand it, without it being I have to sit here and watch something that's actually really painful and difficult for me.
2: I mean, I think we have seen bits like that, but it's not been the main thing. I mean, the beginning mm-hmm. of, of Guardians with um, Peter Quill's mum, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- there are a lot. There are a lot of stories like this in Marvel, I and mean, so you know things, things mm-hmm. like the X Men that are as human as they are mutant. That there, there mm-hmm. are human stories, and I think that we have been lacking.
1: But not quite as core as this, I think, as the.
2: No, I'm so. I, I think my thing is, I have no problem with them telling this story. I have no problem with them doing it in this tone, but I do think they should signpost it. Yeah, in the promotion, in the trailer, not with it. With a, I mean, it does say that it deals with serious illness or something. It's got that in the thick. But who mm. who reads those? Mm-hmm. It should be in the trailer, and it it should be something that was talked about. I think in press, um, in, like in the junkets. It's yeah. it's it's a point that I think should be discussed, um, because that's the film that this is. And and I think as well, some of the responses that people have and because it's so shocking to to yeah. have that juxtaposition it is very awkward it is very difficult mm-hmm. especially if you don't know where it goes again I know pretty much where they're going mm-hmm. I didn't know how they were going to get there and I, I watched I did spend I did spend a lot of it being nervous about how it was going to be handled and what they were going to do and I think that mm-hmm. a certain amount of my appreciation was relief that I thought it was yeah. done well mm-hmm. but yeah hmm. Hmm. <laughs> changing text yeah moving on
0: (laughs) i also do wonder if this was a bit of a missed opportunity it's one of the things that um again tiger was talking about a lot is putting love in the title to annoy the fanboys you know the 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 stereotypical fanboy Mm -hmm. um, and wanting it to be a romantic film um it didn't feel super romantic to me (laughs) um the the montage Loved the little montage, loved the montage of the relationship. I thought that was done incredibly well. But but the rest of it didn't feel massively so. And I'm just thinking, you know, we've seen Marvel do some interesting things. So uh, Doctor Strange with the horror elements mm-hmm. would have loved it if it had been the rom-com. Mm-hmm. And, and keep that going throughout.
1: I, I think it's difficult because Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman have as much chemistry here as they did in Thor and Thor the Dark World. And... It it just doesn't work, these two, for whatever reason.
2: But it did in the montage. Yeah, that's because it's a montage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think editing yeah. editing goes a long way.
2: I I, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I also loved the montage, and it was really funny. But also, I don't really want Tyka to do that rom-com. I want Tyka to do Our Flag Means Death, and I will accept that as the Tyka contributing rom-com.
1: Get Nancy Meyers' um, MCU film. That's what we want, isn't exactly. it? Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, I want someone else to do that. I am fine with this being the... And I don't think it's a parody either. That was the other critique a lot of people had, was, mm. was that this is... It, it sends up Marvel so much that it feels like Marvel doesn't take itself seriously. And I think that this is also one of those things where where I hadn't really thought about people taking this film to be representative of of core Marvel and how Marvel feels about itself.
0: No, but I think I think that's because of what you were saying earlier, because we don't have the through line. We don't really mm. understand what's happening in the moment. And so I don't think this is a spoiler, Matthew, but during the um recent Comic Con announcements, one of the things they said is phase four is transitional. Mm. It's not meant to be leading up to okay. anything. Okay. It's giving us a bit of a break from right. um the Infinity Saga mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff which is great it would have been quite nice to know that earlier i yeah. think you stop looking for things uh, just to have
2: someone yeah a, we'll, we'll, at the start of the film like it's yeah. okay we're not going anywhere just this enjoy time. It, just, just enjoy the ride Earlier in the phase yeah. earlier in the phase yeah. yes exactly something yeah. similar i
0: think would have then stopped you know, us a post end game
1: sort of yeah um i i you know in terms of people taking this too seriously this is the remaining avenger so this is, mm. you know, this carries a lot of weight. It's the first one that's had four films in its series. Um, you know, we've had we spent a lot of time with Chris Hemsworth,
0: and I'd say I thought he was fantastic. I think he's great in this. Film I agree
2: stuff. thoroughly. I think he's got such variety in his Thor; it brings me a lot of joy. I really like it.
0: Yeah, and I think he's great on the comedy. And although I didn't engage with the emotional scenes, that wasn't down to him. I I can appreciate
1: it Or Natalie Portman, to be honest. No. I I kind of agree, but there was one bit Mm. that annoyed me every single time it happened, and I found not Uh funny, and I found the way he had to act it not funny. And that's Stormbreaker being jealous over him and (laughs) Mjolnir. And every time it floats into the scene and he had to act against nothing, it's like, oh, this is so painful. This is like watching Neighbours, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it's just...
2: Some of us love neighbours. <laughs> Some of us just recently wept as it ended. Chris Hemsworth mean... was in Neighbours.
1: Hence <laughs> the reference, thank you. <laughs> but no, like every time it happened, I was just like, "Oh, well, not this again!" Because it, it didn't work. I for think me. they
0: played it too heavily. Yeah, they played it too many times. Yeah. But I did. There was one stage when it, it floats in, and. I think I agree with you. I think maybe he played that quite heavily mm. as and played it um I think there could have been a few less lines each time it happened doesn't right. you know yeah, yeah. but there is one time when it floats and or,
1: or it use it before. as a rule of 3 of set it up deliver yeah. it invert it somewhere you know but it never cost well, to...
0: cuz they do invert it in the end don't they because he gives stormbreaker to um love which makes no sense seeing as yeah. the bigger weapon. But
1: but they don't invert that joke, is the point. For the, no, you know, no, no, so. no.
2: Well, I've seen a lot of that was yeah. improvised.
1: However, can I tell you the thing that made me laugh? Every single time it happened, that I yeah. really yes. enjoyed. And it happened a lot throughout the film, and I've seen other people absolutely hate it. I loved the shouting joke uh, goats.
2: Yes. Guess every single, single time they're just like, ah,
1: I thought the meme ah, was, oh,
2: <laughs> I think it's funny now. It's <laughs> yeah. always been funny to me. Maybe we are just the exact right age for that joke. Yeah. But ooh, I don't know. That, that yeah. felt like
1: something you shouldn't do. That's subverting my expectations for the, you know, noble mm-hmm. feet. And the fact they did it every single time.
0: Yeah, that was something that I hated the first time. Oh, right. And the second time I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. So I think absolutely i just just in a bad mood. Really.
2: Can we stick in the show notes a link to Chris Hemsworth and Neighbours? Because if you want to see how far the boys come, I think that's that's the benchmark. I will see what I can find. It's, it's on YouTube. It is a joy. I, I felt like there were a lot of kind of rec- recurring little jokes and things in here, which it did sort of need to pull it together a bit. I I think because it is a bit chunky structurally mm. i felt like those kind of continuous laughs i I like there was more than one as well i like that we had goats yeah. and floaty acts you know mm. that's that's two continuous jokes and that's more than you often get you know they usually do that three-part structure and that's all we've ticked that box mm-hmm. so i enjoyed yeah. sort of raising the game a little bit with that um it's interesting because when you
0: were talking about the person saying that Tiger's lost it and don't do it, and definitely don't go to that level, but this did feel like Tiger on something, do you know, <laughs> like Tiger plus, 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 plus. and it was starting to grate a little bit. With it's a bit like, have you seen have you seen Freak Guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his character in that, mm-hmm. he plays the boss. And he did a lot of improvising and and riffing and what have you. And it's not as funny Mm -hmm. as he or the film thinks it is. And I had that, I felt that a few times in in Thor, Love and Thunder. I was kind of... "Mm."
1: He needs someone to say no to him every so often.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like, Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. I agree. But I I also do think it's a bit like, um, like you said earlier about, you know, Doctor Strange with the director whose name has gone straight from my mind. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. It's it's a you know that's a Raimi film, that is Sam Raimi mm-hmm. turned up to eleven, but make it Marvel, and I think that this is a, an undiluted form of Taika mm. who is having a, a very precise time here. There's a couple of things he wants to do. There's a way in which he generally wants to do it, and and it's done. And I I really like that. I I think I prefer this. To Ragnarok, but then again, maybe I want different things from Marvel. I think we've established mm. in this mm-hmm. Marvel-based yeah. podcast that I do take very <laughs> different things from a lot of Marvel things. Um, After eighteen months, we've Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say, I had a point. No, what I was going to say was I can't believe we haven't mentioned Russell Crowe. Mm. Yeah,
0: again, <laughs> first time. What are you doing? Second time. Okay. Mm. It was interesting. They said that they'd um, they were caught. They were really nervous about the Greek accent. So all of his scenes were recorded with his that accent he does and RP. Oh, interesting. Because they were worried, is this going to work when we put it together?
2: I think it works. I could I live
1: without him. the accent. Really? Yeah. I he, he could have just have been doing his own accent. I don't think it needed. What it.
2: Well, Australian? Hmm. No, I, I liked it because I am a little tired of seeing not least American Greek gods. Um like <laughs> could, have, could have got yeah, a Greek but, actor, but would it have been as funny? But I uh, don't know, they mm, they needed the stunt casting there. No. I I, no, I I thought he I, I thought I like the accent.
0: I thought he did a good job of definitely putting across this this uh, blowhard mm. version. Because
2: Zeus mm. is an ass, and I'm really tired of him being depicted as, you know, some kind of grand Yeah standing god creature this this i thought was a much more accurate zeus i Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it very much
0: and i think it's interesting with that and with all of the gods that something that i wasn't too clear on with it is why should i care if gore butchers them all other than thor because you know we care about him but if they're all just sat in their gilded city Planning the next orgy.
2: What's mm-hmm. but isn't the film's I, I, point that you don't really have to care? It's just that Thor wants their help. Like I, I feel like they are depicted in such a way that you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> like I, I, you know, yeah. But
0: he wants he wants their help in order to stop Gore killing all the gods. Yes, because there wasn't any re- really clear depiction as to so what's a good god and a bad god.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if we're talking about the god at the beginning, who I think is called Rapu, Gore's god. Mm. I mean, yeah, I was pretty happy when he took him out, to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's one thing telling a, a serious cancer story. I think it's another thing to pick out the good and the bad gods <laughs> and choose between them.
0: I, ne- I think they could have done it quite simply. I'm not saying that they have to say, right, you lot are in this bucket and you lot are in this bucket, but just that, you know, the the ones that look after their people
2: mm-hmm.
0: or, you don't know, seem to have any interest in their people versus Zeus being the, the one who... Um, had the prize for the most human sacrifices.
1: I mean, if, if at least they'd shown some of them are... Like, the, the journey that Thor and other Asgardians have been on, maybe mm. some of the rest of them could go on that journey as well, but there's no sense of any of it.
2: Well, also, no. not not to be too overly theological about it, but it really depends on, on your god and your storyline, aren't you? I mean, the relationship... I mean, they're, they're doing different... low,
1: lowercase g, god
2: yes and and I think that that's one of the things that that really matters about this because a lot of them are just you know neither here nor there, and then I think again it's what you bring, it's who you recognise it's mm. you know it is your god here how are they <laughs> how are they doing, and I think at least there yeah. are a wider variety of gods mm.
0: i if you've got your main villain is Gore the God butcher, I think it it would be worth having a little bit of exploration as to.
1: R- rather why, than all our sympathy sitting why with Why cool. should we, yeah, mm. other
0: than him killing Thor, why is this a bad thing?
2: I would have liked to have some Eternals conversation brought into that, but... Mm. Yeah, mm. Well,
0: did you see the Celestials?
2: Yeah. the Two Celestials, mm. yeah, I see. But no one really mentioned it.
0: No no Egyptian gods at all. Would you? I would have thought that would You, have thought you thought mean, would have thought they would have, have put in...
1: Put in, yeah, in the background yeah. or something,
0: but I had a good look and I couldn't see him. So, um, bringing us on to gore, Mm. which I think was by far the best thing in this film. I really, really liked Bale's Bale's portrayal. He was creepy and genuinely scary Mm -hmm. at times. um, And sympathetic when he needed to Mm -hmm. be. And I felt very sorry for the little girl playing love, um, Hamza's daughter, because... I thought she was very good when she was at the end with her dad
2: mm-hmm.
0: playing you know, the the happier scenes. But I thought she was appalling in the serious scenes. There's no way in hell she would have got that role if it wasn't for who her dad was. Right. And part of that is because Bale was giving it his all. Yeah. And she's kind of staring at him blankly. But I just thought he was, he was outstanding. And apparently a lot of his was cut out uh... to meet the runtime. And I just think it could have done with so much mm. more of him.
1: Because I really enjoyed the setup on him, and I enjoyed his delivery, but I mm-hmm. felt there was no development once he got the sword. Right, that's his story.
2: It did but, feel like a lot had been cut.
1: Yeah, and I, I yeah. wish we'd had more in there, and a bit more, you know, him growing into being a butcher rather than, you know, did he try to find a shade of grey to begin with or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: he's cursed yeah. by the sword, isn't he? So I think it's
2: yeah. quite black and white. It's a bit so like same
1: thing as we have with the dark hole, of course. Exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: You can't just blame the book. Yeah.
0: How the pretty slobby looking Rapu at the beginning had just killed the previous holder of the Necrosword. That didn't seem like that was too hard a job to do, looking at them as him and three mm. flower gods.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good. let's not look too directly at that one. No, yeah. not
2: really too yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of bought all of that. I, I, I just, I really... Yeah, I mean, I didn't think about it when I was
1: watching this movie, no. no, I really
2: do have to take a second to express my... Like, I, lo- I seem to love everyone, but Marvel's just really carefully working its way through my favourites. But I have a, a deep and abiding love for Christian Bale, who I, I just think is an mm. extraordinary actor. Completely extraordinary. And, you know, it's nothing to do with Batman, which is, is fine. But he's just so good. And I went back and watched... American Psycho and Velvet Goldmine, just ah, just so good at acting. <laughs> it's really nice. I really enjoyed seeing him in Marvel, really acting. Yeah, the yeah, the big performance. I
0: I think Hemsworth is great. I, I think everybody in there are, are strong actors. There's nobody I would say. Mm. Mm. We'll come on to that in a minute. Mm. But mm. but uh, generally, <laughs> um, but when he was on screen, it just felt like it went to a completely different level.
2: I just think he's something yeah. else. I mean, even stuff like when he was talking with the kids, I absolutely adored those scenes because mm. that could be so ham. It could mm. be really poor. And when when as soon as they kind of came with the framing, I was like, oh, how's this going to be? And I was like, I oh, am so good at being really creepy, but also kind of endearing. Oh, I have so many feelings right now. <laughs> just a lot, it's, a lot of feelings. This
1: is the role I wish they'd written for Christopher Hemsworth in Thor: the Dark, well, you know, that's someone, not Chris Hamsworth Chris Eccleston.
2: I was going to say. <laughs> gonna say uh, yes, actually, you're right, no, Eccleston. Far Eccleston too many wouldn't. Chris's
1: in this <laughs> laugh key. Um Yeah, yeah. No, they, you know, Chris Rexon and, and Lee Pace mm. and some of the others that they've had have been utterly wasted and mm. this this is the absolutely the sign that finally we're up somewhere where they can get the good actors back in, back in to do stuff. i got to say, uh,
2: no, yeah. no one loves Lee Pace more than me but I, I think he's, he's Right in lane. I I think. Mm. I I think that's fine. I think that's that's what I want from him. Have you seen Foundation? Because that's that's where I want him. (laughs)
1: Okay, (laughs) Laura. Who did you pull back on from saying was really good in this?
0: Oh, I think I've had enough cork now.
1: Okay. Yep. Yep.
0: I think I've had farther than enough, and I really liked him in Ragnarok, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but he's a small doses character. And there was just way too much of him in this. Particularly when I wanted a hell of a lot more Valkyrie. Well,
1: A hell of a lot
0: more Valkyrie.
1: Yeah. Should we
0: just
2: go straight to Valkyrie?
1: Uh, she's yeah. utterly underused in this. Where is and, she? And it's so disappointing. I, what I love about her when she rocks up in Ragnarok is she's drunk. She's sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel despite clearly being incredibly capable and incredibly good. And just she is fallible. In, in that film and in this suddenly she's infallible again and she's on top of everything she loves being king but she also loves doing the adventuring and and then she has the Bechdel test passing discussion with with Jane and then we move on from that and
2: where's that felt where's that story? where are all those scenes that we could clearly have yeah. that we would all enjoy? How is it six seconds of Beyonce and
1: in, in fact yeah. I, I wish this was her story. I I, I wish Thor was a very small part. This was her and Jane going and doing all this stuff. Maybe they get Thor to come and join them.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you seen... They have to go and rescue Thor. Mm. He's the one that's been taken by the God Butcher. Yeah.
2: Or Thor's gone to rescue the the children and then they have to intervene Mm. or something. Mm. Have you seen the Direct Line advert with Valkyrie? No. Not that this is a sponsored podcast, but (laughs) again... Bit of it. I, I will I will leave a link okay. because it's great and it's on in the cinema every time I go at the moment and every time I see it I'm like this is like a little Valkyrie film and yeah. why can't I have this like you spent so much money making this advert could have just made a film it's weird <laughs> and then we could have covered the um, Marvel insurance sequence that Matthew always wants uh, us yeah to it's it's a perfect I, time. I still
1: don't have my back background scene things. They they also brought back Matt Damon, Sam Neill, Luke yes. Hemsworth. Mm. Great, absolutely adore them having having them there. When it was clear Hella was coming in, I really wish they'd made a different choice than Melissa McCarthy, who is herself very funny. It, it mm. feels the very when you've got someone who's, Kate Blanchett, eight foot tall, mm. you know, incredibly slim. Melissa McCarthy feels like the the very first most obvious joke someone of a completely different body shape, if it had been like Julianne Moore or uh, Jessica Chastain or so you know, someone who would also be cast in Cate Blanchett-type roles in the same way Sam Neill and Anthony Hopkins and the two Hemsworths, and I I think that would have been a...
2: Sandra Bullock. Yeah.
1: No, let's say Sandra Bullock can do better in the MCU. (laughs) I I think there's, there's a better joke in there. And particularly because we then have Matt Damon rocking up for another joke later on of them. Oh, we need to start writing the play of this. And no, really you've had really your like joke.
2: joke. No, I love that. Really? that. Really? I really like that. Yeah. I it's Matt like Damon's that, yeah. best work. Well, 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 so well that well is true.
1: <laughs> that is very true. This in <laughs> Team America. Um,
2: what is Matt Damon better in? Uh, tell us, Mr. Ripley. No. He's yeah.
1: really good at being lost and people have to kind of find him places. Right. We don't have time. We don't have time for, have time for <laughs> discussions. No, I, I, I think for me, that was a joke too far. That that joke for the actors. For me, me down, that was so.
2: perfect. I, I could have done one more round. I could have done three. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then they
1: come and save them would have been absolutely fine.
2: <laughs> one day, I'd love it good if problem. they actually got to be the heroes. And be like, wait, yeah. wait, we have rehearsed this. See, that would have been the... <laughs> a...
1: Should we skip to the kids then? In the interest of time,
2: yes. is there much to say about the kids?
1: The way they resolve it with the kids and the weapons.
2: Oh wait, yes, there is. Yes, yeah. the rabbit jeopardy. I, w- I was I so it. anxious.
1: It is absolutely Ooh. genius. It, it's in the same yeah. way Endgame was delivering on years and years of stuff. This delivers on something that they gave a little bit with the, the Mjolnir looking after Jane, but delivers mm. on something. You know what? The the foundations of what Thor is in that first film. And it's it's brilliant, and I love it. And I'm uh, it, it's perhaps the, the reason why I was more generous about this film walking out of the cinema because that climax is so good.
2: Mm. I had forgotten it, if I'm honest, but now <laughs> I remember it. I remember that I had so many feelings. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot, and I did like us having um, Axel Heimdall. Mm. I'm hoping that doesn't then become a thing where we end up with lots of offspring of. Of the heroes being the younger ones, because then it starts to feel a bit more like the the, um, Skywalker saga, Mm -hmm. where you have to be part of a bloodline in order to. But um, I thought he was a good addition, Mm -hmm. and I'd be happy to see him
2: somewhere again. Mm -hmm. I wondered if that was another here's a possible young Avenger. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly, yeah, because we've already got Cassie Lang. I couldn't think of any other ones that were actual offspring. Well, love now.
1: I mean, when we're, we're, Thingy Stark isn't going to become anything, is she?
0: Not for a while. No. Okay. Unless we have a big time jump again.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah, I just I loved that with the weapons. I thought that was really good. I thought mm. that final fight sequence was really well done. I really enjoyed Mjolnir getting mixed up with bits of the sword. Of, you, you know, the more <laughs> I dwell on the very end of it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, mm. it really worked. It's
0: a the satisfying. Mjolnir, yeah. Mjolnir splitting itself mm. and coming back together. I really liked it was that. Cool. It doesn't at the end. It doesn't look like it's in pieces anymore. You know, when thought when um, love has put the face on it. Okay. It looks like it's back to being mm, solid good again. Point. Which I think
2: would be a shame. Maybe
1: that's the Peter Dinklage, cameo.
2: Maybe. But no, it's 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 a good point because we talk a lot about final battle sequences. And um, mm. and how they resolve themselves and all of those things, and it's nice that this did at least deliver a satisfying one, which is a thing that we often say we want from a Marvel film. Mm.
0: Yeah, and and I actually, I think it was a really good combination as well at the ending. That yes, we had the big fighty fighty battle bit with the addition of the great thing with the kids, mm-hmm. but it was actually resolved in the end by Thor talking to yeah, Gore.
1: freeing him from the sword and mm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think it's a nice combination because we've had, obviously many of the big, big. Yeah, it's not that's not just kicky; as so. kick.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then obviously the low key finale mm. was all talking. Mm-hmm. So this was quite a
2: nice, mm. a nice combination between the two. It's hard to come up with a fresh combination after all the ones we've had. So. Yeah, so it's yeah, nice. I, it's I, it's no small thing, I think, that it's happening. And again, it is one of those reasons where I'm surprised by people thinking that this is a mess because mm. it lands for me. Structurally, story-wise, mm-hmm. I find that it lands.
1: Do we want to mention post-credit sequences? I think we probably do. Id- Idris Elba was yes. delighted to see him yes. there.
2: Yes, oh, always a joy.
1: Kind of, kind of wish they had more in there, but fine. I, th- I I think I expected this to be their way of shoehorning in Tom Hiddleston to a Thor movie.
0: Oh, I was going to say because Loki must, or one of the Lokis must be in Valhalla.
1: I oh, imagine if it had just been a Loki variant. Yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba with an alligator or something.
0: No, yeah, but the Loki from Infinity War mm-hmm. should be in Valhalla, exactly. because that was on the battlefield, yes. wasn't it? Mm. Although he's not in Asgardian, so... Oh,
1: that's fair, that's fair. Well, neither's Jane.
0: No, well... Mm, but she's just, got she's power
2: a power of... Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. There's also if, an
0: argument as to whether she died on a battlefield or not. Yeah, yeah. she
2: died after the battlefield. That was, that yeah. was the yeah. literal... We had that set with yeah. Sif. Mm-hmm. Why did we have that set up to then ignore it? That, that right. was yeah. possibly the only bit of writing structurally that annoyed me because you didn't need to put that line in. Like You can really work the lore. Mm. It's, mu- it's yeah. the MCU version. You can work it. Why would mm. you put it in only to screw it later? I, and it made me feel like there must have been a different cut.
0: Did Sif's arm grow back as well? Because there's a bit at the end where she's sparring with Axel. I think it is. Yeah,
1: I don't think she. Maybe she's one-armed. Is
0: she? I think. Oh, I okay. think so. But
1: also space magic and robot arms and robot eyes and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know. No, you're absolutely
1: right. Mm. And we also had uh, Zeus and his son Hercules. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We that was did. funny.
0: That was the biggest surprise for me (laughs) the first time I watched it. Because I have, of all of the people I thought that would turn up, Brett Goldstein is not.
1: (laughs) But it's a really good bit of casting.
0: Well, if it goes anywhere, we don't know. Um, I mean, clearly, you know, he's being sent after Thor. Given this is this transitional Mm. phase, I don't know where there are.
2: You feel like it's Taika passing the baton on and just kind of tying a fancy mm. ribbon around it and going, here <laughs> do something with that. Yeah. It's, it's it's like that game, you know, where you have to yes and it's yeah. like, a, okay, here you go, and <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: I'm just going back to the other one, I'm really hoping we don't see Valhalla again other than perhaps people are arriving that I don't want to see it in future films as being another realm no. that you yeah, can yeah, get yeah. people
2: out yeah. of and bring them back exactly. and because harness them. Exactly, we've got and... so
0: many things mm. affecting stakes now as it is mm-hmm. with in theory, time travel should they ever use it again with the multiverse. And then to also have or when you have died, we can still get that one back again. I I think that's enough.
2: Well, yeah. I suppose we have Moon Knight as well with the uh you know things. <laughs> the place that they went in Moon Knight. Yeah. Yes. It's been a long day, and that my brain place, is no, no. I know really the place sketchy, you, of which fields of gold and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. they can converse with each other across the seas of afterlife. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just but yeah, don't, I, I don't.
0: I can have. I can have people arriving so that you know we can see with Jane. Yes, she died, but but there she's is, now earned yeah, this place. Yeah. Um.
1: And that's the the thing. in some ways, you know, for for big characters, you have to do when you've given a very emotional points in a film. Because we, we talked about this recently, seeing things on stage again. Because on stage, people get up and they come and have a bow, and you cl- get to clap for them, and it's all you know, it's all fine, it's <laughs> happy and stuff. When people die on film, you are like, oh, oh.
2: I'd yeah. say so one of the most devastating theatrical performances I've ever seen was a performance of Rent, where characters who didn't make it through didn't come <gasps> back on stage at the end. Wow. And it was such an impact. Yeah. So thanks, Sweden, for that version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crikey.
2: Still, we still talk about it. It's like, oh, remember when that happened? So it's a really good point about that resolution. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's like part of the great thing about seeing mm. things on stage is is, you know, it's uplifting even when it's... T- yeah t- 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 Andronicus or Vint or you yeah, yes.
2: yes yeah yeah so i I really did like the Valhall scenes, but I, I agree, and I think it's almost why I'm glad we didn't get any more idris mm. alba because because mm-hmm. you know his his work here is done, mm-hmm. and yeah. it that's that's a choice I think that the franchise has made, and I think that we do. I think we need a bit less jeopardy about kind of cameos and a bit less excitement about cameos. And I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't be delighted to see Idris Elba, but I am almost too delighted. And I could just go and watch the film that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. this is starting to get a bit like, I've really enjoyed other Marvel films and now I want to enjoy this in the you... same yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want a Marvel film greatest yeah. hits. And I think that's something I respect about this mm. film is that it is different. It's not a greatest hits. It's something else. It's a different type of film. And I, I appreciate Marvel spending a bit of time genre-bending and, and taking some risks. And and there's been a massive plague. Like, this film has been pushed a lot. It's mm. really kind of come out of any hope of, of linear space at all. Mm. And I think when they're recutting this, you know, people going back to cinemas, again, that's why I think there should have been context and there should have been warning. <laughs> but it wants you to have a good time, a strong experience, not to cry your eyes out it doesn't I kind of respect a post-pandemic film that doesn't want you to sob even though it's sad like it wants you to just get go through mm. it and, mm. and I I kind of needed that I think I don't I understand what you're saying but I I actually don't want to have that much feeling right now i kind of had a lot of feeling so I'd rather just have Christian Bale feelings those I'm really good <laughs> at <laughs> and I certainly got that from this get but I feel like we've right. had quite a good exploration of of all the different mm. things that we did and didn't like and yeah. the odd sticking point. Given,
1: given it appropriate scrutiny.
2: I think so. Yeah, I think that's enough. Mm.
0: <laughs> Ten minutes more appropriate scrutiny than I was planning. I'm sure there's a little bit so, to <laughs> so, so on that, on that note, uh, that's it for Marvellous Pod this week. And we will be back next when we'll be hulking out with Jennifer Walters as we discuss She-Hulk. And until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. Abby, where can we find you? At this A.E. shop. And Matthew, how about you?
1: At Matthew Vose.
0: Sorry, I completely blind. I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, you, you
1: don't want to bother Let's us. Come find me.
0: I hoping you'd forget.
1: <laughs> Marvellous.
2: it's gonna be funny every time (laughs)